Hello, welcome to Time to Say Goodbye. It is the hundredth episode, Tammy and Andy. Oh my god! Actually, I don't know if that's yeah. I don't know if it's true, but in the it's like hundred and five probably. Well, okay, like in our index system, right, which has many files that are not labeled with a number next to it, but just like the person's name. Oh my god! It is our hundredth episode according to our index file. But I guess we've done but more than a hundred. How have we done more than a hundred episodes? How long have we been doing this podcast? Is that possible? Um, There's no way. Fifty it's weeks in a year. A I mean, year we do a, a lot half. of multi multi and episodes per week. It can't sometimes. be a hundredth episode. Anyway, whatever. It we says should figure 100th. that out. Our that, that sounds thing. very like Asian like landmark. So we need to figure out <laughs> the ninety ninth episode. Eighty eighth, yeah. Was the last one, and so then this one would be the hundredth, right? Because it's the one that comes after ninety-nine. I mean, that's the numbering <laughs> system. But I can't believe we've done a hundred episodes. Oh anyway, today we're going to talk the entire time about Squid Game, <laughs> and um, if you do not want Squid Game, we're look. We talked. We had a long conversation about this for before the show. It's not particularly long, but we did have a conversation about it before the show. And we have decided that we can't talk about the show in any sort of reasonable way without spoiling it. And so if you have not watched Squid Game and you don't want it spoiled, then you don't have to listen to this episode. It's fine. But I will say, and tell me if you disagree with me, Andy and Tammy, I don't know if having parts of it spoiled actually changes the viewing experience for people. I think it does. There's a twist that you claim you saw, but I think most people don't see the twist coming at the end. Oh, I saw the twist. I thought it was so obvious. And I'm not a, I'm not a twist person. Like I don't see the twist. I'll say I saw part of the twist. How but I actually thought impossible. it was then going to twist again. When the twist happened, oh. I was like, oh, okay. But I did not, I can't yeah. claim to see, to say I saw it coming. Right. Okay. Maybe. I think I so on the, on the question of plot, it's weird because it's obviously like a thriller horror, but it's actually not that plot driven. Nothing. They play four if, games. If you know what I mean. Uh, they play I four games. I think it games. is in, in the, the sense that. Yeah, exactly. You, right. you watch to see what happens next. That's what I mean by, that's what I think plot driven means, right? No, yes. plot driven means that I mean, it's driven by a plot. I know, as like, opposed to like the beauty of the dialogue or something. Like, well, you're oh, waiting, okay, you're right, oh, you're right. Okay, you're I, get, I get what you're saying. But I think what Jay is saying, and maybe what I was trying to say is like, it's a very simple film conceptually. And like a lot of right. horror films, you're like waiting to see who dies. But like other than right. that, it's not that involved. Also, it shouldn't surprise anybody who ends up winning the Squid Game, right? <laughs> yeah. I think yes. if you haven't seen it, I would wait to listen, but you should still listen in the future. That's oh what I would say. You're cutting into your our listenership. No, they, they, okay. they've downloaded it and listened <laughs> in 10 seconds. We get the that's same true. numbers. That's true. Watch it <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. Or listen to it after you've watched it at the very least. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> okay, so now we have to talk about the show. Squid Game. Um, I, I, I have four topics that I want to talk about, right? in this thing. The first is the most obvious one, which is like, what, like, how does, what is, what is this actually about? Because I think it's been the subject of a lot of debate. And part of it is because I think I made some dumb tweets, you know, about it. And then a lot of people got mad at my dumb tweets. And then I felt somewhat like I had misspoken, but then I was too deep, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't pull myself back out. And so then I had to like 
tweet through it. But I basically what were your tweets. Yeah, I did not see my, the tweets. I, yeah, <laughs> my sense of this was that basically, this is like I think that there is a type of American, and I do think some of them are Korean American, but I also think it's mostly white Americans, right? Not maybe not even white Americans, but I think it's just American Americans, right? Not necessarily Korean Americans, who see something like Parasite or they see something like Squid Game, and they see a direct corollary to American class, right? And they see, uh, they say this is about class, right? And that. I do think that Squid Game is about class. I think that Parasite is obviously about class, but it is about a kind of different dynamic, right? And I think the two are actually separate from one another. And so let's just talk about Squid Game because the Parasite one I don't want to talk about because I think that's the part I was wrong about. But in Squid Game, right, basically what happens is that all these people in debt are placed in this Squid Game, right? Like they're taken off to some remote island and inside the island, there's all sorts of stuff built where they play child children's games with one another and then they all die, right? If you don't win the game, then you die, basically. So, like, there's 456 people at the beginning. The idea, much like, you know, Fortnite or any of these Battle Royale games, uh, video games, which obviously this is, like, a commentary on because I think that, you know, yeah. about video games in Korea in, in some ways. Um, once all these pe- once everyone dies, you win, like, 400, what, what amounts to $50 million, I think, right? Um, at the end of the Squid Game. Five million. 50 million, I, I think. 50 million. Yeah, and that uh, should get you out of your. Yeah, I, right. I I googled right. it, yeah, and actually the interesting. Five hundred fifty-six, right? So it's one ok per person, or no? Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a thousand one million. for one dollar. Is that right? Ten thousand. It's one thousand one is a dollar. But the thing right. is, like in Korean, larger quantities, they have names for these things that don't correspond yeah. to ten thousand, like, right? The U.S. Anyway, it's very yeah, 10, that's man, but then ok was. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 10 million or something like that. Man is, yeah. Man is $10. 10,000. Man on is $10. Yeah. And it, for a while, it was like the largest bill that you oh, could 10, get in Korea, right, which yeah, is like yeah. makes it hard to transport large amounts of cash in Korea. Um, anyway. That was the, the largest bill, a $10 bill? No, they, yeah. they have more now. They have more now. I'm saying but for yeah, a long time a it was ten dollars. Wow. Yeah, Tammy, don't Korea sh- knowledge shame me already. All right. No, I. We can get into. More I can't remember that. when the fifty dollar bill came, but this is a. I think yeah, it's pretty you're, recent. You're right, Jay. Like this is a huge problem. Like yeah, Korean currency is like not. It makes no it sense. Makes it's not good. They they <laughs> they should just so cut off. Money. Just cut off three zeros. How hard yeah. is it? You know, um, <laughs> it's like you know Vietnam is the same way. You know. Oh, really? I think 20,000, when I was there 10 years ago, 20,000 dong was a dollar, uh-huh. you know, and oh, you know, so then you get in, you quickly get into some very, very large numbers. <laughs> anyway, not to speak on that, but um, yeah, so they, you go into play the squid game and then everyone dies, right? Everyone knows this. And then in the end, there's one winner and the winner gets $50 million, I think. It was interesting because when I looked at it, like I Googled, you know, at the end, they're like, this is how much you win. And I Googled, you know, conversion. I think it was like 46 billion won or something like that to US dollars. And it was like all these autocompletes from everyone who had already, <laughs> already watched the show. So I was like, obviously, it would have been Googled many times. Um, and so, yeah, that is that. And then you can pay off your debts with that. Obviously, that's the idea. Right? And then you can live as a rich person. So my thought was that like, at you know, there's a long list of Korean dramas which involve poor people. Right. And that those poor people are up against like sort of an, the in, immovable force of Korean rich people, which are represented by like the Chebol class. Right. Which is, you know, for people who don't 
know Korea that well. It's um, sort of like Hyundai and Samsung and sort of like the large corporations controlled by families. And that's sort of the upper, upper class of Korea. And that uh, the point of these K-dramas is basically like the Chebbles are wrong, but are, but like capitalism itself is not wrong, right? Like the idea is like we should just replace that with a pure meritocracy. Like what they don't, they don't want like socialism, right? Like what they want is a pure form of capitalism. And that's all I was saying. Now, I think a lot of people disagree with that, including Tammy. Wait, no, but what did you tweet about Squid Game? Like, oh, I said that Squid Game was in that tradition, you know, mm. because of the ending of Squid Game, which is gotcha. basically like the guy becomes rich and then his thing is to destroy the, is to destroy the people who squid, set up right. the Squid Game. <clears throat> that was the sort of end of the show, which uh, is clearly a is like leading up to season two of squid game right which yeah. is going to be a huge hit in the same way that squid game season one was where this guy with money now is going to go and try and destroy the system and so for me as like that's not a necessarily anti-capitalist take right like that's just sort of like we need to make the game we need to make like the game of whatever capitalism more fair in america or in korea yeah uh, which i think is slightly different than saying that it's an anti-capitalist thing but maybe these are distinctions that only matter so- to me what are the uh what was what was the point of you bringing this uh you know foreign uh, foreign viewer misunderstands what's going on what was that what was your point there in terms of what does the american viewer misunderstand about this show i don't know they misunderstand i think that any interpretation is fine and i am generally against authorial intent in all forms right like you can take (laughs) away whatever you want from something but i do think that the intent of that I do think that the society that the show is critiquing mm-hmm. is slightly different than the society that Americans think Korea is. But I might be wrong. Anyway, Tammy, what do you think? You being like much more knowledgeable. About oh, Korea no, I don't. I mean, just like in response to your point, I do think that this I actually read the ending as being quite anti-capitalist because I don't think he's going to. Yes, he's going to like destroy this game, but I think like he is in such a bad way at the end like it to me actually seems like a more totalizing critique of society than say parasite yeah okay so in what ways was parasite not a totalizing critique so of society? i thought so my what the way that you described like the kind of traditional korean class drama as being as critiquing like contemporary structures but not necessarily unhappy with a certain kind of hierarchy that's how i felt when i watched parasite and oh, i felt wow. that there was actually like a punching down onto the poor characters in parasite that made me uncomfortable. And in this show, I mean, whatever, you know, like this is obviously an old debate. Like, how do you write like anti-capitalist art? You know, how do you like make some sort of political point come through? And I'm not necessarily saying it's like excellent, but I do think at the end, I kind of felt like there wasn't a happy sort of ending where like he gets the money, he pays off his debts and he's like living some life that is now like, okay. Like everything was bad. Everything crumbled. Right, right. Right. He saves the other guy's mom a little bit, but like that guy's dead. His own mom's dead. Right. Yeah. He's like, doesn't, he's not in society in any way. He abandons his daughter. So yeah, I sort of felt like actually that part was more like agitproppy against capitalism. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. That's how I felt at the end. Andy, like, Andy yeah. your thoughts. Yeah. Just so on Jay's point about, is this actually a championing of meritocracy? We actually get an insight halfway through the show where the front man, the cop's brother, who's on the inside, um, 
it's really mad when characters, uh, the doctor is cheating because he says the point of the squid game is that it guarantees equality. And I don't know if you guys know the Korean for that, whatever he used. If that's accurate. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah so ping dong in Mandarin. So uh, yeah. So, so the squid game is supposedly equal opportunity, pure meritocracy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it still does not, it's still not like a solution. It's not a utopian solution to capitalism. So I do kind of think that it's not, I'm not sure if it's a critique of capitalism. We can talk about that more. But I, just, I think on that point, I thought that was a sort of dig at this idea, this kind of neoliberal idea of like equal opportunity, you know, and like it's okay if you fail as long as you had yeah. the equal opportunity to succeed. Um, but if the pie is shrinking and you have to kill someone else just to survive, right, that does, yeah. like equal opportunity doesn't really help you out in that scenario, right? So I thought that was, um, in my, my reading was like, this is a really twisted version of what, a sort of market ideologue would think is a fair society when in fact it might be fair, but it's also like horrible, right? And dystopian. Uh, I don't know exactly what alternative vision the show is putting forward. I think it is kind of saying like money doesn't solve happiness, that people, um, that, you know, at what cost do you get money and so on and so forth. I think it's a critique of money, you know? And I think, you know, capitalism is a, as a term we could talk about, I think it's a critique of class, you know, as you all talked about, but like there is a lot of art that's a critique of class that isn't necessarily about capitalism, if that makes sense. Like this is what I kind of yeah. thought about Parasite, right? A lot of people right, thought right, Parasite right. was this great socialist film. And I was like, I don't know, there's just rich and poor people, you know? Well, like, mostly because, mostly because Pong Joon-ho said some right, quote capitalism about like, is, capitalism, yeah. right? And like, uh, to, to you know, like we should say that um, the creator of, uh, Squid Game, um, you know, he uh, he also said something that was similar. So this is a quote that I'm reading from yeah. Variety. And he said, I wanted to write a story that was an allegory or a fable about modern capitalist society, something that depicts an extreme competition, somewhat like the extreme competition of life. But I wanted to use the kind of characters we've all met in real life. As a survival game, it is entertainment and human drama. The games portrayed are extremely simple and easy to understand. That allows viewers to focus on the characters rather than being distracted by trying to interpret the rules, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. I think that I feel that the same way, Andy, that I felt about the Bong Joon-ho quote, which is just that, like, I am not sure the fact that these people are saying that it's about capitalism mean that means that it's like the most like fierce critique of capitalism of all time. Right. Like that seems <laughs> to be the game that's happening. It's like, well, he said the word capitalism. He said it's about capitalism. Therefore, you know, like this is the same. You know, this is like a completely subversive piece of art. It's like, no, we still have to evaluate the actual piece yeah, itself. Right. Sure. So I don't know. Tammy, what do you think? Like, do you agree with Andy's Andy's? claim about parasite i don't know i find it interesting i wish you guys had supported me when i was being dragged on the internet <laughs> maybe you should tag us in your tweets i didn't see those tweets <laughs> well i deleted them because it was getting it was getting too embarrassing I, well i i mean i wrote about parasite at the time and, and right. said that i felt that yeah that i basically was like this is not socialist art this is not you know what necessarily what people are saying it is i so like i guess i'll say for this this work, like not only did the director Hong dong talk about, like say what you just said, Jay, but he also talked about like the motivation in, char- in creating the main character. And we have that flashback to when he's yep. on a labor strike. And I think like that part to me is like, makes this kind of interesting. And when I, when that barricade scene was introduced, like I thought, oh, like this is kind of cool. And it was like, obviously a reference to Sang-yong um, Motors strike right, in 2009. Right. 
And so he talks about that and he talks about how he had been watching after the 2008 recession, like that confrontation, which is maybe like the most, one of the biggest labor confrontations in like recent Korean history. And he talked about restructuring mass layoffs, strikes and lawsuits in the same press conference where he made the comment about capitalism. So I thought that was interesting because he's trying, he's, he's observing like particular facets of like the Korean economy and the way that people circulate through them. So this main character was laid off. Then he tried to do this like gig mm-hmm. job as a driver. And so he just, yeah. Yeah. Then he started a chicken restaurant. Right, so which is like, what all the people who, you know, did right. All the laid off <laughs> exactly. engineers basically like there's this like trope going around, which is basically like that. I think we've talked about it on the show that the reason why Korean fried chicken is so good. And I will say, you know, even though, I think we all hate nationalism. That Korean fried chicken <laughs> is pretty good <laughs> because it's all engineers. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's it's the hilarious. trope that goes around. Just being like, listen, right. you know, other. First of all, I find this to be absurd, but that's you know, let's just say that. But they say in other countries, the people who make fried chicken are just like you know chefs and people who don't know what they're doing and generally are poor. But here in Korea, you know, mm. we have a bunch of laid off engineers who yeah. are, you know, who are very precisely <laughs> making. Now, look, I, I don't know if this is actually true. Now that I think about it, it might be something that maybe like one of my parents or cousins said to me, which so it might not actually be a trip. It might just be like the completely backwards thinking family. of one of my relatives. <laughs> but I do think it's a trope. Um you know, it's similar to why are Koreans so good at StarCraft? And it's like, well, you know, during the <laughs> IMF crash, it was like all these like highly educated, intelligent people playing StarCraft in, in uh, PC bongs because they had nowhere, nothing else to do. So that's oh also, God. that's also so the, funny. Yeah. I forget why, I'm, why am I talking about this again? Oh, because he, oh, he opened the chicken. Right, right. He opened yeah. a chicken shop, which is actually, uh, it's a whole thing, right? Like, so yeah. it's almost like he went down the most like stereotypical road for one of these people possible totally. and all of it was laid out. Now, it, can you say that that's not allegorical? I don't know. Now that I think about it, probably not, right? Like he definitely chose the most obvious things yeah. because it was the most obvious, all right? Yeah. Like those are, you either start and like And it a, feels like allegory because it has the children's games, you know, and I think like he also talked about how he wanted to introduce the three main, like the three stock characters of like Korean minority society. So he chose the laid off worker, the North Korean migrant and the South Asian migrant worker. Right. right. So he's also, po- he, so he, like the entire show is like positing basically these like allegorical um, archetypes, you know, to illustrate right. the processes yeah. of international capitalism. And then the VIPs, he talks about how like those are supposed to represent like the paragons of like modern capitalism from around the world. And so you have this Chinese right. speaker and the, you know, blah, right, blah, blah. Right, right. So anyway, I mean, we can critique like whether or not that all came through as like, you know, successful art. But I do think like his motivations, you know, where I felt that they were expressed to some extent in the show. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. But you didn't feel that way. To answer the original question, you didn't feel that way about Parasite. I think I felt, yeah, I felt that less so about Parasite. Okay. Why? Because I, well, so first of all, I felt that the way that the poor people in Parasite were portrayed was like, I mean, it's fine. We don't need to have all the poor people always being like angels, et cetera. But I did feel that, when I use the word, the phrase punching down, that there was a sort of feeling of like, that the poor people could never, they were not dignified. They were not, they didn't want to engage in like, they were always like tricking. They were always like engaged in trickery. And I, so as a sort no, of, I if see. you are building out a fable of like, you know, as a critique of capitalism, like what does that say? Does it mean that the, 
poor characters have given up because it's such a cruel society that you necessarily have to cheat your way? Or is there something sort of natural to the poor that they have to react this way to capitalism? And I felt that, yeah, so I was sorting through kind of those questions and felt that at the end of the day, it was fairly like dismissive or demeaning of the downstairs. Yeah. Okay. I didn't feel that way. I felt like they were like kind of inventive and fun and and that they were only doing it out of a sense of desperation because like nothing else worked, which I actually found to be different than this, which is that like. You know, it seemed like there was some part of it which was basically saying that, look, this guy is in his position, yes, because he was laid off, but he's a terrible father and he's very irresponsible. All he does is gamble all day, you know? Mm. And that was partly where I was, like, kind of confused about what, what the filmmaker was saying. Was I was just like, okay, is this a traditional Korean story where, like, everybody who's poor, it's their own fault, you know? Mm. Um, his friend who uh, grew up with him, who's sort of, like, the genius of the show, who, you know, is the man who... Um, you know, is with him till the end of the squid game. He uh, he also is somebody who, you know, had everything and then lost it all because of his own like sort of like, you know, degeneracy, right? And so I do think that there is this, and then the other people are like this gang leader, right? Like mm-hmm. who's like, uh, who's just like a bad dude, right? Like he's sort of one dimensional in that sort of way. And then the most sympathetic character I imagine for most people is the North Korean refugee. Yeah. who's the pickpocket, yeah. right? But she's still a thief. And so... Um, or Ali. Maybe Ali oh, yeah, Ali. Yeah, but he's sort of like... He, there's like kind of like a... There's that was kind of like a character. Yeah, yeah there's like, thing going. That was like a noble a, savage character. Right, yeah. right. Or like, a, or like magical Negro type yeah. of character <laughs> that's in there, right? Where it's like, oh, he's so good and he's it's so really wise bad. and like, you know, he can do no wrong and he, so he's, so stu- he's so stupid and stupid, tru- exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's so dumb and trusting and, yeah. um, you know, he's going to... Uh, like every it it was a like i don't i have not seen that many depictions of 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 the south asian population that lives in korea on television and so in some ways i felt like this was groundbreaking where this is the most popular this has to be the most popular korean television show of all time like at this point right like there's no question about that um it was cool netflix show in history it's number one in all the countries today in the world which is right and so it must be the most popular korean show yeah, of all time sure. right like there's i don't know it's like what what right. would even be number two like kingdom or something like that? Like, <laughs> i don't know mr sunshine probably mr sunshine yeah maybe maybe yeah. right <laughs> uh but these we're talking about like many 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 degrees yeah. more popular and watched than any other television show and it is cool in some ways to have a south asian character because that i you know in other korean dramas they don't cool. exist right so that part's cool but his depiction is yeah, like yeah. it's like it is like it's terrible. It, it, it is terrible. much like the black character in the uh, in the chess show, you know. Um, oh God, that was the so Queen's traumatic. Gambit, where I'm like, this is like I'm so offended by this character, <laughs> you know, horrifying. like and like yeah. I don't. It's not the actress, obviously, but like yeah, this is yeah. written in a way that is just racist, you it know. Like awful. it's like oh, the, this like sort of you know wise crack and street smart like you know right. like kind-hearted person who is like always gonna fail because like you know like it is just offensive like the person really has bad. no agency of their own they're only there to be like the the conscience for the for the main character right yeah and that's also true of ali and squid game right and so yeah. I, I do think that if there is like sort of like whatever like a woke criticism of the show that i think everybody <laughs> can agree on i think it's that that character is definitely bad, right i don't i haven't definitely. read too many defenses of that. 
No, I don't see how you could defend this character. Right. It's uh, he's just I was like, excited about him yeah. at first and then I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's like, oh they're, they're gonna, gonna make do? him they're gonna make mm-hmm. him the dumb trusting guy yeah. who like and he's also like spe- a super strong, like the strongest yeah. right. game. Right. He has like, is like, I have the brains, you have the brawn. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have like <laughs> oh do you have like he's like he has like ox strength or something <laughs> like that, you so know, horrible. to hold the I mean and he he like is incapable of seeing when people are tricking him or or totally. ripping him off and um yeah you know i guess i guess progress takes a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind Maybe of thing i can say <laughs> that's the kind of thing i can say oh about it God. which is that like you know um having a character in there um is one thing but like uh you know it was it was i don't know i guess it was very expected how they would yeah. treat that character right um and i do think it probably allowed you know i don't know i guess is it eye-opening for people to see that this population is in korea like i guess so i think yeah. so i mean i i think it was great to have the north korean character and to have this character the north korean character yeah. also had all kinds of problems <laughs> like you know she was a complete what was wrong with her type but everybody well, look, was a there's type a long the show, there's a know? long history of korean dramas where they take like the most attractive person in the world mm-hmm. and then put them on these shows and the people can never act, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it's like I thought she was yeah. a bad actress. I oh think, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't think that. that was the problem. I just oh, thought, man, like, I thought she her was... story too was in the same way that like Ali was cast as a noble savage. She mm-hmm. was cast as a particular kind of like self-sacrificing young North Korean migrant mm-hmm. whose mom gets, you know, her dad gets killed. Her mom gets dragged off to China. Like, yeah, you know, her brother's, brother's in an, an orphanage. orphanage. Like that's, right. I mean, and that's, she had never heard of Jeju know. Island. She'd never, oh wait, that was, oh yeah. She'd never that heard of Jeju Island. No, no, she had heard of it, but that was like the most fancy. Oh, she didn't know what a Mai Tai was or something. She didn't know what a cocktail was. Yeah, but right. that was the most yeah. fancy place that she could think to ever go to was yeah. Jeju Island. She had, right, sure. right. I don't know. It's nice. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's interesting, Jay, what you said about how you thought that these characters were like the poor people have gotten themselves into this. Because I that I guess I felt like that was stronger in Parasite. And here I actually thought we had enough of their backstories where it was sympathetic. Like these forces of capital around them make it so that like no one can succeed. I think and, I think it is you know. for the main character. Yes. Not for Sangwoo. He just kind of fucked his fucked up his own life. Right. The banker. Like he just. He's- he did, and yet I think for yes. some, yes, I mean, it was out of greed. I mean, he's kind of an evil character, right? Uh, <laughs> although I kind of thought he was actually like the correct. most realistic. Yeah, he was yeah. the most correct of the, how the game should be played. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, you got to kill that guy. <laughs> you got to do it right now." Damn, Andy, watch out! <laughs> Andy yeah. and Squid King. I think. Um, I mean, just to get back to this critique, quick question of capitalism. I think. Um, Part of my brain is doing this like, oh, like, what is it missing? What is it missing? But maybe we could turn it around and say like, well, you know, let's try to provide a sympathetic reading and think about like, well, what do they actually try to disclose about capitalism and Korean capitalism? Um, And that might be maybe a more productive way than to to engage it. You know, we get hints of obviously the main, the, the, I don't know, the bad guy, the old man, Ilnam is like, he's, we say, we, we, we find out at the end, he makes money by lending money. So he's a banker. In fact, I thought he was probably the president of United Bank, the one that gave him the ATM card, right? That would that would kind of make mm-hmm. sense to me. Yeah, that makes sense. And then there was that scene at the end where um, Gi-hoon is getting his hair dyed and you hear this TV <laughs> report about consumer debt in Korea. So yeah, that's like the context. Um, 
so it really seems to my takeaway was sort of like if this is a critique of capitalism is primarily a critique of finance mm-hmm. um the financial part of capitalism the motors is a, its own thing right and ali is also a factory worker so there might be a little yeah. bit of like industry going on there um and the migrant but that's tied to that too yeah like the financialization of everything and the way that like you know companies are whatever leveraged right 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 right. and people are basically laid off even though they don't need to be laid off right and ali's ali's boss is running the factory but can't pay the workers so that means yeah but that's like that's also like a thing right that's like a like those 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 workers do get deprived of wages all the time because of you know you don't have to pay them because they're all undocumented um or out of the crin oh uh, right because he doesn't yeah they, he have, actually they have no he does rights have money. right right okay. yeah yeah and so um yeah that was uh <laughs> yeah that was another yeah but yeah subcontracting chains like there are like serious <laughs> sort of like you could do like a labor read if you did a labor reading of the film there are certain yeah. things that are well depicted <laughs> I think I was kind of surprised, but how many actors do you think there are like South Asian actors who speak Korean? You know, like, uh, this guy's backstory. I I like Googled him. Like there's a lot of features about him now. Tell us, tell us about it. He moved into Googling. He moved to South Korea in 2010 and just like, just went for it, you know, like took acting classes, learned Korean. Um, and now I think he's getting quite a, I don't understand. He went for what? He he like, to, to, to become he an actor. To Korea to be a Perfect. Korean to be an actor. In I think Korea. so. Yeah. I mean, and these, he learned Korean. These to... stories aren't too in depth, Mark. but yeah, I guess oh. he saw an opportunity. Um, he's from India. He plays a Pakistan, uh, Pakistani person in the show, and yeah, there's like positive press coverage in, in South Asian media about him representation. But oh, in South Asian media, that's I think, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those same sort of like anecdotes are circulating, but um. Yeah. yeah, I think he was kind of, he had like bit parts and this is obviously his biggest role ever. Gotcha. Um, and he, he feels like it was a Good big break, him. you know? It was a big break. He's yeah. the biggest TV show of like maybe yeah. all time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like, I mean, I don't know. And maybe like the Noble Savage character is the stepping stone to humanization yeah. of this population maybe, in yeah. Korea. He might, he might not care, you know? He it should be like a prequel like... all about his life before this. <laughs> <Yeah. screen. laughs> maybe he'll come I back will, to life. And I will say, I haven't seen too much of that critique, like, you know, um, I, of uh, people yeah. saying. Like, yeah, the, I think people are decision. scared, you know? They're, yeah, they're scared because apparently if you say anything bad about the show, you get screamed at online. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I've... That is, is what I've, really bizarre. That's funny. I know, I know. Well, I don't know. I didn't say it very artfully, but, you know, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I don't... I uh, The other thing that I think is that, like, I... And look, I, I, I want to preface this by saying that, like, I understand that it's cool for people of a background to see things from their home countries and i think that there's a real genuine connection that you can make and i don't think that it's a bad thing necessarily right but i do think that like when you combine squid game with parasite right there's this temptation to just be like all of korea is anti-capitalist you know (laughs) or like all of korean art is so much more like intense about class and than it is here in the united states and that like you know koreans have a better understanding of like class dynamics and capitalism than americans do and i don't think that that's true you know, like overall, you know, I think that that it is true in the sense that Korea is an ethno state, right? And outside of Ali and some South Asian workers there, like the people who suffer, the people who are poor are generally also Koreans. So yeah, it does seem like class would be much more of a, much more, if you're talking about inequality, you're going to talk about it in those terms more. 
I don't know. Tammy, do you, do you find Korea to be like a particularly anti-capitalist, like, you know, like class bound <laughs> state? Like I, I see I, when I've, you know, my experiences with Korea are that it is much more capitalist than large parts of the United States, you know, that. So that, I, yeah. I, the one thing I think that, it, yeah, I mean, it definitely, it's like a hyper-capitalist. I don't think there's anything like economically that distinguishes it from anywhere else that's affected by neoliberalism or like right. East Asian neoliberalism in particular. But I will say that I think there are a number, I think that Korean movies that deal with like serious social issues and class issues do fairly well in a way that maybe they don't do here. Right. And I right. also think what's characteristic about Parasite and Squid Game is not the class politics, but just the horror. Like Korean mm -hmm. Korean yeah. like horror revenge like the really bloody stuff does right, that's, well. In that's the that's topic two. That's topic two. Okay, but we but, can't so segue to me, to it yet. Okay, yeah. I won't segue. But I guess to me that's what's distinguishing about these products. It isn't necessarily like any kind of I agree. class dynamic. I agree. Well, um, Andy, so, go ahead. So I don't watch a lot of these. But my wife does a lot. So I was talking to her about Squid Game, and she didn't have a chance to watch it this week. Um, but she was saying she that didn't? I'm so no. surprised. She's always ahead of us. I know she's busy, <laughs> and so I watched it on 1.5 speed. So like I, I just pounded it out in like an. Oh evening. my gosh, Andy! <laughs> That's, That's so terrible. weird. I don't understand how you can do. You watch television in 1.5 speed? No, only this because I was like, I don't have nine oh. hours. Because Jay gave you homework, Monday. and exactly. he was. You're like, I have to do work. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Like well, it went by so quickly. I was like, I'll just finish it. Um, right. <laughs> but it does seem like... Oh yeah, I did her... say, Andy, in my defense, I said, you don't have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was just like, watch the first But this would be stupid if you guys were... This would be stupid if you guys watched nine That's episodes true. I watched That's too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was fine. It was like, I just, you know, 1.5 cranked it out. Um, it does seem like a lot of the shows, you might they might not be anti-capitalist, but the subject matter is class and inequality and just money issues, which... Um, on, you know, I think there are a lot of historical reasons I could speculate why that's, uh, particularly sharp in Korea and other countries that are not the United States basically. But on the other hand, yeah. the fact that it's the number one show in like every country in the world should also be instructive that this is not a Korean specific thing. And that, totally. uh, in fact, United States studios should probably like take a lesson from the rest of the world that the things that people actually are fascinated by is class and they don't like, you know this hollywood disney like whitewashing of class totally. right and class it's like, like that was one of the points that i was making which was that like look i think that part of the reason why this seems so shocking to american viewers and why they see it so much through class lens is because american television has no poor people on it really unless it's like a show about poverty right mm -hmm. and so like uh the wire for example is a show about poverty right in in and race and poverty right and so you can have these very serious dramas that are about that right which are like the the whole thing is sort of i love the wire but you know like it is kind of a chore like you're you're doing it to edify <laughs> yeah. yourself in some sort of significant way funny, though, too. the wire can be funny yeah i mean i have all these theories about the funny parts of the wire and who actually wrote them but i will not oh, reveal okay. them here right. anyway. next week <laughs> <laughs> not david simon i'm guessing right so like okay <laughs> i have a whole theory about this so yeah, there like, are I don't, very I don't few american it. shows like well okay so if you class. if you watch like david simon's other shows right or like the corner which is the show that preceded uh -huh. the mm -hmm. wire right there's the, like the sort of spark of the wire is like these sort of small conversations that are happening in the side like when hark and yeah. carver are in the are in the uh 
yeah. are in the car and they're talking about like, well, who would, who would you give a blowjob to? And like, you know, Hart <laughs> comes up and he talks about how there's like a catcher on the Orioles who like had to catch Hoyt Wilhelm's knuckleball and how miserable his life must have been. Like that's like a genius moment of television writing because it's like so specific and it's so yeah, funny. That's and then I was like, that's nowhere else in Dave Simon shows. Somebody, some yeah. genius was in that writer's room and he's <laughs> so, responsible for yeah. all the stuff that people love in the white. Like even like the conversation between, you know, Michael Williams, like rest in peace yeah. sincerely. And like, uh, and, you know, so like Omar and Funk, right? Like right. this like, sort of pivotal moment of the show. Or, the, or when Omar does the thing where, like, I can sort of see David oh Simon gosh, doing, like, so well, you got the suitcase, I got the shotgun. I can see David Simon doing that. But to me, those are not the parts of the wire that are, like, so good. For me, it's, like, the very boring parts of the yeah. wire when it's just, like, these sort of funny side conversations that thread themselves through the episode. I think that, that those things were from somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think, there. isn't uh, Richard Price, is that his name? The guy who wrote uh, right. crime it novels? Might been, it might have like Some of it was Richard People Price. Say that but also, how was, much of yeah. it was improv? Because some of those <laughs> actors are just incredible. And I do wonder right. if they developed right. such a rapport that they were able to go into this place. I mean, I have no idea. I'm I, totally I love, speculating. I love Herc and Carver. Uh, <laughs> that's like my favorite two of the show. Like, I, I love them. They're so stupid. <laughs> and they love each other so much. <laughs> and... Um, and they, to me, are like the great humanity of that show because right. everybody everybody else is so ambitious. Them and right. Bunk. I mean, Bunk, the, the, the actor who played Bunk, I think, is, you know, I think he's like a genius. Like nobody has huh. ever played drunk better than him. You know? like he's, <laughs> he's so good at it. He's just like, Jimmy! Anyway, my point being that American shows about poverty are like straight up message shows, right? Yeah. Like there's no, since Roseanne, really, there hasn't been a show say, where Roseanne it's, yeah. seems special. Roseanne, but before Roseanne, there was a, t- actually, Barbara Ehrenreich has written about this quite a bit, which is just like before, before Roseanne, there were shows that were about like, you know, the working class, right? Where uh-huh. the person was seen as this right. pumpkin. Yeah. But Roseanne, yeah. Roseanne is like the first, well, Going before that, right? Like Archie Bunker or whatever, oh, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. right? So um, Roseanne is like the first real show where it's like, okay, like we're going to actually do this and we're going to make this show where they're poor, they're working class, but like the show is not necessarily about that. But yeah. of course, it's also about their lives. And so now you look at the shows, like what are the popular shows that are even about like uh, about like minorities, right? It's like Blackish, right? Now that uh, Blackish is like a wealthy family, right? Yeah, I haven't. I've never seen an episode of that it's show, and so I probably terrible. never will. You never watched, like, yeah, a sitcom. But that's also part of a tradition that goes all the way back to the Cosby Show, obviously, right? right. Like the Cosby it's like shows. respectable yeah, nuclear yeah, family, yeah. right? Right. And so, what America doesn't do is that they don't do shows about poor people that are good. I guess Fresh Prince <laughs> is the closest. <laughs> no, they lived in Bel Air. What are you no, talking no. about? So will, <laughs> will, will jumped class, you know. And, and I don't know if he did though. Like you know, like when his mom. Oh, anyway, um, was a class. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. West Philadelphia is a class. But that uh, is. But the show did not take place in West Philadelphia. I know. You know, I found that basketball court by the way. I mean, we played there a few oh, times. You did. Oh, you did. Opening credits. <laughs> really funny. I, don't you, but don't you think it's also? I think my so my speculative theory, without actually watching a lot of K dramas, is that. Korea is a society which saw a lot of wealth creation in the last two or three generations, such that there right. is that memory of poverty. Um, for at least, I guess, boomers and on up, but also now affecting obviously the younger generation. So that sense of the transience of wealth is more widespread and more tangible, I think. 
more resonant than it is for, in, which isn't to say like people in the U.S. are all super rich, but I think they're they've been kind of it's like several generations since the United States got kind of well, got wealthy and had the right. golden age and so on and so forth. So if anything, uh, people in the United States um, are just coming to terms with their lives might be worse now than their parents, yeah. right? Whereas the Korea, durability of the middle class is no longer a thing, right? So, but therefore. but but like Hollywood still pretends it's there in a way that for Koreans, yeah. I think for Koreans, are probably you know all these sort of like third world or new industrial countries, right? There is that sense of like my parents didn't have water when they grew up, you know, and like we know what, and, and like I think Ilnam is supposed to be like the the main you know banker character. We're supposed to get the mm-hmm. sense that he. When he grew up, he grew up in a poorer Korea, and he he went through all these stages of poverty. So I don't know, maybe he's like sensitive to mm-hmm. um, giving wealth away, or you know, giving an opportunity to someone to move up in the world, and something and so on, right? So he's kind of like em- emblematic of like the multiple generations of Korean of Korea that um, came before these characters. Um, I don't know, just kind of thinking through like these yeah. are like Korea has gone through these but- stages of wealth, whereas. I think the United States is just kind of taken for granted that everyone's just perpetually middle class. Right. I think that's true. But I think also Korea's proximity. So the the very rapid like cap- capitalism that developed in Korea and then coming out of colonialism and like the post-war period of rebuilding, like it also was prone to a lot of like cheating and schemes. Right, right, right. So I think also like the casino capitalism aspect of Korean society comes out in all these dramas too. And that we see that here. Right, and, right. And that people very, got rich for dumb specific. reasons. Right, right, right. Yeah. That, and and yeah. also just for being like greedy assholes. Right, right, right. Um, and for exploiting other people. Exploiting right. other people, doing all kinds of crazy schemes. Um, and that, and then, you know, and so who, like, can you make it in that? And are you willing to engage in that or are you not? Yeah. Right. Well, that's like the, you know, like that really does fit, speak to a lot of the reason. If you talk to Korean immigrants from Tammy, my generation and or my parents' generation and your parents' generation, and they talk about, you ask them what they like about America. Like mm. they just say that, like the main thing that they say is that it's like fair, you know, like that, that, that they're not being exploited all the time in the same way that they were then, right? That the game isn't as rigged as it was then. Um, and yeah, that's like a, that, that's like a huge part of Korean history and it certainly shows up in the show. I do think that that part shows up in the show, right? Like yeah. you're, you're supposed to have contempt for right. the, uh, for the people who made it in Korea. And then you're also supposed to, I think that's where that, the, the sort of the, the genius character from his hometown comes in, right? Like the secondary main character, mm-hmm. which is that like, even for somebody like him, right. Who did everything correct in the terms in America, in the meritocracy. Like he went to Seoul national, right. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, he's, his mom owned a little, like whatever, like a fish, fish stand, fish stand yeah. right. Fish stall, and, yeah. and he made it that even he, right. Couldn't, he even lost out, right. Yeah. That even he ended up under the thumb of all this and that, there is no meritocracy. I think all of that is probably true. Now, I just think that the show's ending sort of kind of like screws it all up, you know? The last two yeah. episodes were so disappointing to me. Yeah, they were really bad. Like, what's <laughs> the second to last? The writing took such a turn. I couldn't, it almost right? seemed like especially, a different show. The especially pacing, like the, and was... like the, the VIPs, right? Like yeah, the, the, VIPs the writing bad. for them was okay, so bad. The English bad. dialogue. I know, I know. It, was, it was so bad. That it's such, was starting, it's, it's such oh. a stereotype that the right. so English painful. speakers in Asian movies are the worst actors. It's just like, why yeah. do you even do that? Like, I know, I know. You didn't need to do that. It would have been fine. Or just like do one scene. 
Jones Jones like it. Nice and no. quaint that they did it because I think that this show is like the signal, obviously, of a new of a new era of like it just out of its pure. I am not talking about formally. I'm just talking about based on its success is like mm-hmm. this is a new era, you know, like there's like a worldwide hit show. Um, and I did find it kind of quaint that like yeah. it, it had so many of the tropes <laughs> of like old stuff. It's just oh, like, you're oh, like, here's... it's still a K drama. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cute that like all the that all the white actors are so bad, you know, and all the, and all the English <laughs> so writing is like so, so right. So, like if they had I Hollywood mean, actors, let them do yeah. that. That was like, <laughs> right, right. Oh, my god. oh my god, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I I just found that those parts to be. Like, I've, I also is like weirdly, like, kind of homophobic, right? Like, in the middle of that. And it's mm-hmm. just like, I found like all that it to be awful. Really like, terrible. it was just bad. And yeah. so then at the end, you're just like, okay, what is the show? You know, because for the first six episodes, I was like on board. I was like, this is great. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's great. You know, uh, the, the, the main character okay. is like, is like such a type in Korean cinema right like the sort of like bumbling dad who like wants to keep and his mom's poor like it's literally everything right like Uh uh, the host like everything is like that right um and uh i thought he was like quite good at it you know i thought he was like one of the best ones that i've seen um and uh and you know I don't know. I just felt like by the end it had lost its way. Yeah. And that, like I had no idea what the show was about by the end. And that's why I started getting annoyed by it. I don't know. And the hairstyle change at the end was very much like, okay, now it's like a comic strip webtoon. Right. That was weird. Thing, I didn't which was really weird. Like it was a new genre. I yeah. just, the, the whole thing was very confusing. Okay. Uh, topic two. Yeah. All right. Like there's a long history of violence in Korean films, right? Um, and like uh, I think that the violent films are the ones that do well here, right? Though, so the big, the first big like sort of artsy crossover hit in the United States, I believe, was Old Boy, right? Like I think it was like Old Boy was the first time I remember, you know, ironically enough, at the time being in graduate school and going to like Kim's video, whatever. Right? Oh, really? One twelfth and Broadway? No, no, the one near Columbia. Um, oh, yeah, I went to Tulsa Broadway. Yeah. Right, right, right. Sorry. Which is now. Uh, I wish I had got it. I, I wish I could say I was going to the. No, no I went to the <laughs> I one know, I was like, when I was You're in too young to be. Yeah. yeah, also, I was in graduate school and so, right, you know, right. up there. So, um, and, you know, that was the first one where everybody was going to check out this Korean movie, Old Boy, which, you know, obviously is extremely violent, right? Um, and has like a horrifically fucked up ending. And, uh, you know, is part of of uh, a trilogy which involves, which is uh, sympathy for Mister Vengeance, sympathy mm-hmm. for Lady Vengeance, mm-hmm. sympathy for Lady Vengeance. I think it's probably one of the. I think it's probably one of the best Korean like movies that, movie. that I've made. It's like beautiful, but it's so violent, and the ending is so fucked up. You know, and like it's it's interesting to me how like you know if you like Korean Korean K dramas that like most Koreans watch are like pretty wholesome. You know, like they're like the women don't wear like skirts for example like you know they're like they're okay but they've been like you know historically they're like very modestly dressed you know and like people don't curse and you know like the family is very wholesome yeah i don't know what like what like what do you make of this uh like that that the stuff that does so well here in the united states from korea is so violent um squid game the violence is like it's like it's I I I am like I have a pretty low tolerance for watching violence on television. I don't actually like it, but like uh, I don't know. I was just like kind of like all right, 
you know. Did you have to I, cover your eyes and stuff? No, no, but I just, okay. you know, like, I just feel like, gro- I just don't overkill. like it. Yeah. It was intense. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, 200 people just got shot, and I watched all of it, and, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. You know, like, so why do you think that is, Tammy? Why do you think that, why do you think oh, that the, the violent films are the ones from Korea that do so well over here? So one of the th- things I was thinking about, so... Do you guys remember when The Ring came out mm-hmm. in right. Japan? Was that right before Old Boy? I never saw Old Boy. No, the I think was... it was significant. I think it was much before. The Ring was, was early two thousand. Right. Okay, so because I had I had this. I remember when Old Boy came out and it was doing really well, and I start, I was thinking about like, oh, is there something where when you like the more foreign something gets, like the easier it is to access through genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. and in a way, like the West was already primed with certain kind of Japanese horror to then take in mm-hmm. like this Korean horror yeah. as a kind of genre. That was something I had I've been thinking about, and um, yeah, and I and then I think you know once that does well, obviously, then it sets up like a pattern of production. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I guess that's that. W- that was what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know if I have much. Or yeah, I don't know either. I don't have a good answer for this. Like, I just, I'm just confused. I'm just, I'm, I'm just interested in it. Yeah. Like, is it just because the first movie that did really well was Old Boy? And like, you know, like you can make arguments as to like why Americans are so fascinated with Korean violent films, but at the same time, it's like you know, like these are masterfully made movies too, right? And it's not like Old Boy came over here and was like a massive theatrical hit. It was a critical hit, or it was like kind of like a cult film nerd hit, right? And I do think that what they were responding to was like the filmmaking in a lot of ways, right? But yeah. obviously, those three films are so violent. Mr. Yeah. Vengeance does not really sort of hold up as the uh, in the same way that the other two do, but Lady Vengeance and Old Boy are like some of the most disturbing movies that you can watch. <laughs> <That's so disturbing. laughs> because yeah. Like uh, the end of like, I mean, basically, like, you know. Lady Vengeance ends with like torture porn, right? In the same way that American oh, horror gosh. films are. So I was, I was actually curious about that. You know, like it's like I don't know. Yeah, that, like the like this is the Squid Games is the most violent television show that I, I bet it's the most violent television show that's like ever been on television in terms of like you know just depictions of people just being murdered, yeah. right? Um, uh, in gruesome ways, right? And like the cruelty of 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 the violence is like somewhat unparalleled and so uh yeah what is it what why is it why are why do why do why is the rest of the world like processing korea through such violent images so i didn't watch old boy and um those but in terms of squid game one thing i was thinking about was you get a lot of visual cues throughout the show about uh just like masses of people that look and are dressed the same Right. Yeah. So there's like military slash factory slash school uniform totally. cues. That and helps. I think that, I mean, it's hard to talk about like, well, is this like meeting the demand of the foreigner or is this like what the Korean studio itself produced? But there, I've, I've read like the like literary criticism about how like the images about Asia that often circulate in the rest of the world are about like the large factories with like, you know, like Foxconn, like fi- 500 workers in, la- yeah. in lab suits. and the faceless. Yeah, exactly. So like the Asian worker in the imagination of the rest of the world is like anonymous and kind of expendable. And they're, they're like, their life as an individual is worth less than the life mm-hmm. of an individual in the West, you know? Um, but then it, that gets kind of like that, that argument kind of runs into issues because it's like, well, it's a Korean studio that produced it. Is it necessarily like an Orientalist 
being produced for foreign observers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or maybe, but also I wonder if people in Korea themselves are, are also kind of self-aware that like, if you live in Seoul, you do feel like you're kind of packed mm-hmm. inside a small apartment next to like thousands of others. And like, is your life, do you feel, are you living your life as just mm-hmm. another anonymous person? And you do go through life wearing school uniforms and military uniforms and business suits like everyone else. So maybe that's a kind of a self-conscious critique of the way that Seoul itself, um, you know, Korea, but primarily we're talking about Seoul, right? Kind of self-organizes itself into this very mm. like serial crowd, anonymous crowds uh, kind of way. And, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, non-violent shows are about like uh, office dramas, right? And how people have to like suppress, have to like listen to their bosses and suppress like, and like obey these codes and suppress their like reactions and so on. So I, don't know, I wonder if that's kind of like part of it. It's like this this general sort of objection to like alienation or alienation in like a corporate, in a corporate city. In Squid Game. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I mean, Squid Game. I yeah. The others, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, what was really striking was like the uniforms, you know, and, yeah. and, the, and the visual cues of seeing everyone because you can't really tell who's getting killed, you know? Um, they're all they're all wearing the same outfit um, unless they like zoom in on the face. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why it's bearable. Right. Right. Otherwise, just... and that's why like the last three episodes are probably harder to watch because they are individuals getting killed. But the first yeah, half... they're so poorly written. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, it's like you know, yeah. you can't even tell who's getting you, killed. It's do just you turn out the, totally. Do you turn out the subtitles? I watched it with a friend who speaks doesn't speak Korean, and so do we you generally turn out the subtitles? I know there was a whole discourse around the subtitles too. I don't know. But I don't really yeah. care about that. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I kind of think yeah. like, you know, the subtitles are, I found that actually the examples that that this is like sort of viral TikTok and tweet thread about how the subtitles are bad. Um, I think that the subtitles are pretty bad, but like, I don't like this sort of idea that it like really like changed the way that you think about these characters. I didn't really think that like, you knew that the, like the woman who was sort of like the, gangster woman who uh you know was like the sort of crafty survivalist like you knew her character you know like you understood what she was there for yeah um and it was like i didn't you know i don't i don't know it's it seemed like it was a or if they were like i I don't i don't disagree with the person that some of the subtitles were bad but i also just don't think it was that big of a deal or if Um, it was like you don't get the subtleties of all the all those sort of honorifics, you know, and subordinates. Yeah, but you're not going to get the subtleties exactly. of that anyway because you don't right. know what yeah. the fuck they are. You're not going to put like a like... table on the subtitles, you know? Or yeah. like... Right, right. Subtitles are so hard to do. I mean, I, yeah, I like, I'm grateful to and praise translators because it's such a hard thing to do. And yeah. you have to, you know, to do this so quickly for so many episodes, it's just a huge lift. So. Solidarity yeah, to the subtitles. Yeah, solidarity to the subtitles. We're um, all workers. I guess the only oh. thing else I was going to say about the violence in this particular show, like I... I felt that this this was sort of like. Did you guys think like Tarantino esque? Mm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was it, there was a comic comedy. Yeah, to it, right? I yeah. think that's what made it bearable. Like in Old Boy or Par- like Parasite was very violent too. Like I that those were much harder to watch for me. But some of the stuff I had to close my eyes for some of the stuff here, like the surgery scenes, for instance. I can't mm. do those. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That part was so yeah. like that was like that I, part was like like I didn't even understand what was going on. Whereas just like I don't. Why did they put in the subplot of you know they're stealing people's organs? You know inside the game, it's like we don't really need this, right? Like who? Well, cares? I think it was to show that the game itself, as I was saying, they don't tolerate cheating, right? Because they're trying to create this 
this oh, utopia yeah. of equality. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they true. chose the most gruesome. I mean, it also kind of humanizes the guards. I, I don't know what that contributes to the story, but... They never okay. explain why the guards were there, yeah, right? right. Like, they also the, left so that, the... Yeah, that was... They also left the Chekhov self-detonating button un, un, unpressed, so I feel like in, the, oh, yeah. in season oh, yeah. two, that's going to be pressed at some point. You probably press that button. <laughs> Someone's pressing that button. <laughs> Maybe Ollie will come back from the dead. I know. You know, like he like, wasn't actually right. dead. Zombie Ollie. Yeah. They wouldn't just be like, what's that button? <laughs> oh, it destroys the entire island. Anyway, and then next scene... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That probably the checkout checkout button is definitely getting pressed at some point. <laughs> okay, the last thing I want. All right, last thing I want to talk about in terms of this show, um, which is, uh, you know, it's interesting because like, I, I I wonder if like uh, I I remember I talked to this guy Jakey for the show, and he was like a yeah. TikTok creator, and he, you know, one thing that we talked about was whether or not Asian American art is going to be completely pushed out by asian art you know like and i don't know i think this is happening you know tammy we're screwed you know like like we're (laughs) andy has a nice you know career ahead of him in the academy (laughs) he can get tenure and can you know he's gonna be fine you know but we might like we might be replaced by cooler onto a korean studio cooler younger more attractive more violent like you know uh like you know actual agents who are going to be creating <laughs> stuff you know like, they're not That's asian amazing. american like what are we going to do like you know I, if you think about it it's, i think it's true right I like what that. is the, like what's the asian american um like asian american stuff is what right now kim's convenience isn't even american right it's canadian <laughs> uh, tammy i won't like, i'm not gonna i will not train i will not communicate the face you made but the uh but Shang-Chi, is that is that Asian American? It's Asian it sort American. of is, right? Okay. It's Asian American. Okay. It's more Shang-Chi. Yeah. They, the best acting is by Asian yeah. in that movie though. I, I feel like there's some like internalized no. shame going I feel like on you guys... right now, Tammy. <laughs> but like <laughs> um, just on this podcast. But I I my my concern is just that like well not concern necessarily, but like I do think that there's a I do think that we are talking about a somewhat zero sum game, right? And I do squid think that like the, that representations of yeah the squid game the squid game of media between <laughs> Asian Americans and Asians right right it's like Aquafina and <laughs> and like Genie from Blackpink are together you know and like who gets to win and oh Blackpink has like five thousand guns and Aquafina just has like you know like a, a copy of No No Boy and. Um, <laughs> This is and, the worst gladiatorial match. It's some boba, you know, and now they have to fight it out, you know. Oh my god! A, a copy of the of an entrance exam for Stuyvesant High School, and now they they fight. Like it seems like we're outgunned here, right? Like that's my only point. Just like if, uh, and I do wonder what it if it will make any difference where like so many people's understanding of us, right? Which used to just come from like I don't know Long Duck Dong or like uh, you know um, or or going to like the Chinese place you know like the Chinese grocery uh, restaurant yeah, yeah restaurant is the word I was thinking <laughs> Chinese Chinese place. Chinese the Chinese food spot <laughs> um, that it will change and that we will have like a totally different you know that we will actually be defined more and more like this is all assuming that this stuff matters which I think it matters some. 
right? They're like, well, we finally got representation, you know, but the representation is not really us, right? I don't know. I'm interested in that idea. It's because, like, it's because the Asians are free in a way that Asian Americans don't feel that they are, or that diasporic people feel that they have to do a kind of, you know, nostalgic or pandering kind of art making, you know, that right, hasn't quite right. gone away. Right. And the Koreans are like, I'm going to make being... the most bloody fucking horror film right. you've ever seen about capitalism. And it's going to have fluorescent pink suit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have they to don't... explain themselves. Yeah, yeah. they right. can. You yeah. know, they're like the quintessential white male artist right. here or whatever. Right. right. So I think that's the threat. And so the challenge to us is like, we should escape that. We should do whatever we want. Yeah, the last piece of explainer art that can exist is The Loneliest Americans, available October 12th. <laughs> we do <laughs> need to do a book app very soon. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but um, I, I, I agree. Sure. I agree. That's the difference, right? It's that like Korean, a Korean person in Korea can make anything that they want, right? For a Korean person in America, the only thing that they can make whatever they want too, right? But the stuff that's going to so. be sell is stuff that's just like hey this is what it's this is my crazy immigrant life you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but i think but like and that's so limiting because like this is my crazy immigrant life is actually <laughs> an extremely shitty thing to pull from For sure, right yeah. and so you can do like crazy allegorical stuff you know like i, I don't know like uh, eugene lim who's a friend of mine yeah, he, has like, a new book out. Um, he does stuff that's like like you would never know it was about being Asian American, like, and it might not actually be. You know, he might just have to say it is. You know, right. but like that's the closest we get. And it's like you know, Eugene is a wonderful writer. Eugene is not like making a Netflix show. You know, he's like a literary writer yeah. who has like a who has like a who has an audience that appreciates that. But it's not stuff that's like mass, mass, mass market, right? And so the mass, mass, mass market stuff is stuff that is like, let me explain my immigrant life, right? And I don't know. I think it's hard to take that and put it up against something like Squid Game and have like the general public not just watch Squid Game and then will that, you know, do they think we're all I mean, just a bunch of like psychopathic murderers or degenerate gamblers, you know, of which I am at least one of the two, but arguably two. <laughs> I mean, it uh, sounds like you're talking about mainstream success and being the number one show on Netflix or whatever, because because Asian American, it's a high standard. Yeah. Asian American stuff is by 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 definition like minority art. You know, it's like five percent of the U.S. population or whatever. Ten percent is Asian American. Um, but so you're saying like, well, Asian art for Asians, and then by analogy, like for the rest of the world, does it can kind of be like majority art, um, and can make society wide criticisms like this is about korean society in a way that asian american probably can't ever claim to be about u.s society it's about like the it's about the asian fraction or just to be completely free i mean i think like i I was thinking about like alex chi who who is like a very popular novelist like across races and stuff but is also like a, a little bit of like a mayor of asian america and i think like in his second novel it has nothing you know it takes i think it's it takes place in 17th century france can't remember that it's completely like not an asian american book whatever. yeah and like chung Wei lee did that in his later books right. and stuff and so you see certain kinds of production where there's like experimental music or you know novelists who do well maybe going away from that. But yeah, I think like, I think at, at first or like to start right. or the general like 
paradigm that we've existed in is to make a discernibly like immigrant story. Yeah. And that that still is like what, yeah, either studio executives or publishers or booking agents would probably look for. I think right. that's still true. Right, right. And it's about like being in between and being. But, yeah. Right. I I also don't know if like this uh this difference between Asian and Asian American is so like rigid because I think yeah. a show like Squid Game, even though it's all in Korean and it's for Korean audiences ostensibly, it's very much about like self consciously like um uh trying to be accessible to the whole world. You totally. Know? And it's very much conscious about like all the power and wealth of like the West and these white VIPs who are looking down on Koreans. Um and so that's sort of like double consciousness that you know I think is like specific to minorities in the United States. Like that double con- that double consciousness is still there in Asia. And right, sure. but it's not about Asian Americans. It know? isn't, but it's like this idea of like being between two worlds, or like there's the Asian and then there's like the United States or Asian. Like that. I don't. It's not. I'm less convinced by that. I thought it was more like a universalist critique because, like, global capitalism is everywhere. I I kind of felt like it was like that, as opposed to kind of balancing. Right. And I think that if there, that that I guess my only idea here is that like we we don't if like if there is like some it'll be interesting to see how these cultural products from Asia will come to define. Yeah, what people think about Asian Americans, right? I see. Because I think that there's a lot of stuff that goes on in Korea, for example, or Japan, right? Somewhat in China, even the Chinese cultural products haven't really reached the United States in the same way. Um, you know, I guess they have in terms of, you know, Jackie Chan, right? But that was a long Hong time Kong. ago at yeah. this point, right? Um, but uh, yeah, even though, like, I guess Jack- Jackie Chan is like a Nash CCP National. Yeah, Center. but all that uh, all the earlier yeah. Hong Kong had a moment in the 80s, right? Right, martial right, arts. Yeah. right, right, right. But yeah. that, if you think about it, right, how did how how like that completely defined how people thought about Asian Americans, right? I mean, how many times are you called Jackie Chan? Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all I'm saying, right? Like that's sort of like the Hong Kong moment, right? The mm-hmm. kung fu, the kung fu moment is how most other <laughs> Americans processed Asian Americans, right? It's through Right. Kung Fu movies. So I think in the future it will be called Squid Game or something on the street. Well, I don't know. It's just you know, like, like uh, I don't know how I don't know how it will be processed, but I do think that it will happen. Right? Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. You know, I have like, people talk like making. If I go to like a dinner party and someone makes small talk and is like somewhat ignorant, they'll like ask me about Korean dramas or like make a comment about skincare. But you have like strong that. opinions on both of those topics, Sammy. <laughs> Yeah, that's but they true. don't know that. Yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. Know that. I just like, like, listen, I, why did I'm, they ask me? I'm glad that you brought that up, but let me tell you, I'm mildly offended because it could <laughs> be like possible K-pop. that I, have, I don't know yeah. anything about. I don't K-pop know anything at about all. K-pop. Right, and yeah. like people ask me all the time. Yeah, I don't I know no anything. Answer. I just talk about people don't ask work. me about that stuff, but I also don't interact with many people. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why. Um, okay, uh, I think that's enough. Wait, are any other dying takes? I found that, look, I'm very bad at watching television. I don't know any twists that are coming. And I actually can't keep track of characters, which also happened in Squid Game. Like, I thought for the first four episodes that the doctor character was the same character as, like, the Sambu, banker yeah. character. Yeah. I was like, because yeah, I'm being, like, racist, <laughs> I guess. They look similar. Like, they look kind of the same. They both wear glasses. That's hilarious. Also, I'm not really paying that much attention. But, like, the, uh, but, um, 
but I saw the twist coming like from a mile away. Wait, so are you talking about him committing suicide as the twist or who? No, no, the old guy. The old guy being, being like, the, oh, the mastermind. Yeah, right. Yeah, I knew that from the beginning. And I'll just say, I think because they didn't show his death. No, no, no. Way before that, I figured oh. it out. Yeah. I figured out when he when they met in the second episode back in the real world, you know? I was like, oh, oh he's I here see. because he's he's the guy who's walking around convincing everybody to the mass usurer. Right. Oh. Right. I thought he was I thought he was definitely in on the game when he gets introduced. Like he's definitely fishy. Right. But uh, I think Jay, maybe precisely because you're not I'm paying so that close of attention, you can see these moving parts. <laughs> and you're not yeah. you're not emotionally invested in the arc of the North Korean refugee. <laughs> right, right. That is the... true. I didn't feel much in... <laughs> I felt emotional investment in the main character. Um I know, thought okay, my take was mostly because, you know, I understand what it's like to be a degenerate gambler. <laughs> my take was <laughs> he was naive and stupid and the song was like the was correctly like killing off people to get ahead. Um Am I wrong? Like, so I, well, I think I wanted the show to end with Songwoo winning. Yeah, right. And that would be the ultimate. It's basically, just critique. wrapping at that point. Yeah, yeah, because I think that would have been such a better show. <laughs> at the end of the show is just him having a nice life. <laughs> yeah, like I wish he had for pulled, pulled up the knife from the ground, right. and killed Kyun, yeah. and then like basically it's black, and that's the end of the show. <laughs> like, I, like that would have been like amazing. The Sopranos. Exactly. Like that's what I wanted. Oh my god! I was you're, disappointed. You're not talking about the, bad shows. That Sopranos. Oh, well. I am so sad Good to hear that. Lord. I haven't watched it yet. I really want to like, love it. I've never seen The Sopranos. It was not good. Oh, my God. I think there's something to be said about... um, I remember like I was listening to a movie podcast once that said, like, Hollywood is full of, like, rich people who make movies about how money doesn't matter. And it's full of cynics who make movies about how, like, love is all that matters, you know? And so, so there's a sort of, like... I mean, not to, like, do, like, such a reductionist critique, but sort of, like, well, what is the function of a big studio very expensive produced show about how like money ruins everything um is it actually to like you know or is it sort of like just kind of helping them assuage their guilty conscience and make them think like well we haven't lost our moral direction we still know what is like good and bad and right and wrong in the world um and uh you know but in the meantime we're still making like these big blockbuster tv shows and movies I think there's a little bit of that that kind of kind of, kind of comes to mind thinking about like what is the function of the show? Because um, I think Kihun is sentimental yeah. and naive. I don't think he's compelling. As I didn't th- I didn't find him compelling by the end, and I kind of felt like it was just like this formulaic thing that he wins and that he's this good guy and blah 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 blah. You know? Yeah. Like I didn't. I mean, is he a good guy? I mean, you know, I felt like he was like in a totally different show than everyone else. He's like a degenerate gambler who, like, you know. No, he's not a good guy, his, but he is trying not to. Ignores he's, his, who like ignores his daughter and. But he you know. also wants to end the game because he doesn't want to kill anyone, and he doesn't. But even though he, but he's basically but he yeah. goes back. He's indirectly, Underst- yeah, yeah, and he's indirectly killing people throughout. Understanding that he's going to have to kill people, right? Uh, like, maybe he just wants to press the button. I, I think. think he's guilt-ridden and delusional. Yeah, I don't, I don't, As opposed but to... I think the, do you think the general audience member thinks like he is, like I am him, I would never do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, well that's the whole idea of the bumbling yeah. sort right. of Korean trope character is that he's the most And you think that's wrong. And I think that was not compelling. He loves Hongo. Yeah. I, I don't love him, I just thought. I, I agree with you, I mean, I wanted Songo to win, that would be a better show. Yeah. 
Keep I think that would have been a better show, but I didn't want him to win because yeah. I have a conscience. I mean, he is I, evil. Because you, know, you have a conscience. Jay, like, Jay is the main character. Like Keep the him. two of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand the pain of of uh, of not being able to make it. Um, meaning, like, you know, not being able to make it as a gambler. <laughs> My God. Oh, man. Okay. That. Anyway, that's yeah. enough. Yeah. Squid Game. Um, we're sorry to have ruined it for you if you have not watched it, but honestly, it's on you at this point because it's, we're at an hour and 12 minutes. Uh, I guess it'll be a little shorter because we had this moment where we couldn't figure out whose mic wasn't working. So cut a minute off. So a minute, you know, one hour and 11 minutes. Um, that's your fault. You listen to an hour for hour and 11. <laughs> we told you we we're going to spoil it. So hopefully if you've gotten to this point. This is like its own squid game uh, within the squid game. I know. Talk. This is the part of the show know. where Jaber writes the listener for the choices. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like fine. you're the one who failed it's under capitalism. Fine. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, you could have saved. It's like the Stanford marshmallow experiment. It's like you could have <laughs> saved this episode for after, but you're impulse control. <laughs> right. Um, oh, we got a nice shout out in the New Yorker from Gary Steingart. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank um, you. That, he said he was listening to the show, which um, is great. I don't know. It's awesome. And I, I can like- now put on my on the record that Gary, I think Super Sad True Love Story is an Asian American novel and I've always said that. What does it actually Why do you about? think wait, why do you have to say that on the why was that off the record before? <laughs> it wasn't off the record, but I didn't know that Gary was listening. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, I, I want you Gary to know that in many Asian American circles they consider that book an Asian American book. It sort of is, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I really liked uh I like the absurdist Dan too. I, too. I don't know. I'm a fan of it. I think it's a good writer. Um, or, there's that funny um, anecdote in that essay that he wrote where he's talking about how he goes to this, uh, he goes to a urologist and the person asks him if he's like a, some somebody else. And he's like, no, I'm Gary Steingart. I'm a novelist. And he's like, I've never heard of you, but I have heard of Michael Chamon. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> And probably, you know, very, I don't know. That's what it's like being a novelist. You know? Berkeley resident, Michael Chabon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where he lives, but uh, hmm. yeah. I've ne- Also, I don't know if I've seen him because, you know, who would know? Right. The only person I, the only famous person in Berkeley who I think would be totally identifiable from the street is Robert Reich. Because <laughs> um, yeah. he's right. like, For obvious he's, reasons. he's like four foot. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that. Four foot ten or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Thank you for listening to the show. We do this every week. If you'd like to support the show, go to goodbye.substack.com. You have the option of subscribing for $5 a month. With that $5 a month, you can also do this on Patreon. But if you, uh, you will get access to our famous Discord server where we just conducted a very long fan. We're not even done. We're day- on day four of a fantasy football draft, baseball, basketball, fantasy basketball <laughs> draft. Um, what else are, what, what's been, there's many conversations about squid game, which are much more interesting than so our nice. conversation was about squid game. And much more informed. Yeah. I will say <laughs> like, if you want like basically the full rundown of like Korea's debt society, right. And the, um, and and all that you should just go in, into our discord it's all there um from people who are much more knowledgeable than me or tammy and, you know andy who's not even korean I mean, why would andy know anything about korea <laughs> <laughs> not even korean 
<laughs> um, no, Eddie, I'm not saying to be bad at yeah, you, you know. So at least you have an excuse, right. you know. Um, go to our Discord server. Five dollars a month will get you that. You will help support our show. You will get access. I don't know, like you know, like we should just be honest and be like, we try and release most of these episodes for free now, mostly because we don't want to have this access issue where people can't listen to the episodes. Um, and uh, you will be helping us out to keep this show going. If you want to email the show, it's time to say goodbye pod at gmail.com or you can reach us on Twitter at TTSGpod. Anything, any last thoughts? Um, I had Should one we more. have structured this? Like you guys were like, <laughs> I have one more thought. Like, I was like, I was like, I'm just going to wing it. Who cares? I have one more no, thought about the like, show, but it might be too late. <laughs> Is it too late to add one? No, no. Just yeah, add do it. I think It'll be like, you know, like after a movie during the credits. Yeah. Like, so that's what like, it I think, I think a lot of the arguments for like what the show is about is, is not about like how these people got into the squid game but like the games themselves as a metaphor for capitalism right and i think some of the games qualify some of them don't if it's a game where like they say like do this that we get killed that's not like, how capitalism works the way it really works is that we all compete with each other and voluntarily kill each other and I, so i think that part of episode two where they leave the game and come back on their own accord i think that's actually pretty crucial and I yeah, think, that was and I think that's different than these other Battle Royale, Alice in Borderland shows. Um, my, I haven't actually watched any of them, but all the comparisons. I think that one thing that this show adds is the, the quote-unquote voluntaristic choice to do this, which is part of like the ideology of capitalism that we all pretend we choose to do this, even though we don't really have a choice um, to do this. I think I thought that was kind of it. The, that's the best case for this show making a trenchant, incisive commentary. Why do you think the old man voted in the end to end the game in episode two? To give him a choice. So that by in episode nine, you could say, I gave him a choice. Right. So. Yeah, also, I think there's something where you know, realize that, that um, Kian didn't want to do it, you know? And he had always wanted Kian to win. So, do you think he wanted him to win from the beginning? Yeah. He says that. I think that's only because Kian is nice to him. Well, yeah, but that's true. That happened in the beginning. But then we think Elnan is orchestrating the winner. I just found that not necessary.